When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. America was prospering and our country was on track for an amazing future because I made big promises to the American people and unlike other presidents, I kept my promises. I kept them. Something is wrong with their thinking under Biden and the radical Democrats. America has been mocked, derided and brought to its knees, perhaps like never before. But we are here tonight to declare that it does not have to be this way. I will ensure that Joe Biden does not receive four more years in 2020. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, distinguished guests, and my fellow citizens, America's comeback starts right now. So hot. I almost want to get naked when he says that. I swear, America's comeback starts right now. Oh, man, is it great. Well, my next guest, what can I say? He's become one of my best friends. I just talked about our great dinner coming up. He's uh, really tremendous on this show every Wednesday. For four decades, he was one of the greatest politicians, along with Rudy, if not the greatest in the history of New York. He really was. Homeland Security, Long Island, and now he's a mega superstar on this station, on with me, on with John Katz and Matides. But he's just another one of these backstabbing Trump haters, you know, that's just very disappointing. But I um, I can separate the two. He's still a great friend of mine, even though he's turned his back on the greatest president in the history of our country. Here he is, uh, my friend Peter King. Good morning, Peter. Boy, now you see why Sebastian Gawker doesn't like it. You know? <laughs> he always to throw it at me. I'm with Sebastian. Here we go. <laughs> Before we get no, to Trump. Be with you. And if I have a superstar, yeah. it's because I'm associated with you. So, oh, no, yesterday I was going into a meeting, a business meeting, and a woman is sitting at a desk. Her name is uh, Nancy Lombardi. She said, give my best to sit tomorrow. So even when I go to a business meeting, which has nothing to do with politics, People are talking about shit. Ah, that's I'll great. Be King Umberto's next week. Though, when people are coming up and asking you for autographs. Well, you know what's funny about that way. is I, I mentioned Umberto's and Mike Sullivan, Charlie. You know, my phone starts to blow up, and everybody's saying, "Sid, that is a great restaurant. You're lucky to be going there." So the reviews, at least anecdotal, but for my friends, are what a great place. That really is. Uh, Rosario owns it. It's been there for years. It's uh, near the racetrack. It's just a great place. It really is. You know, you should have a good time, but. Let's get down to business. You want All to right. fight with me on Trump, I guess. Well, I don't want to fight with you. I mean, you're lost. Look, I think you're a very smart guy. You're a great politician. But in this case, I can't help you. You know, I mean, this is how you feel. But there's no way, Peter, because I know you're a very, 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 very smart guy. There's no way. And you know, I think you were even on Newsmax last night. There's no way you can sit there and watch that last night and say, oh, my God, that's the guy we need. You just can't do that. Yeah, but you can't look at it just in a vacuum. Yes, he did give a... A pretty good speech last night. He stayed on message. But looking at his proven record, he can't stay on message. And uh, also, even though he does appeal to a base and he got things done as president, he was not able to communicate that. I mean, in uh, 2018, we lost more seats in Congress than we lost more than, I guess, half a century. 
And it, Donald Trump is a target because he antagonizes, needlessly antagonizes so many people. In 2020, no matter how you add up the votes, you lost by at least six or seven million votes after what should have been a successful term as president. And then between Election Day and January 20th, like needlessly fighting and fighting over whether or not he won or lost the election, then he went to Georgia, and that cost us the two Senate seats there. And that really is the, the main problem we've had, because Joe Biden would not have been able to do what he did if we controlled the Senate. We turned it over, and Biden was able to just ram things through because we lost control of the Senate. And it's because Donald Trump puts his ego first. That's damaging. A real leader thinks of his country first and also is able to mobilize people. He didn't. And then on January 6th, I know you'd like to pass it over, but to me, to have any president, any patriot, see what was going on at the Capitol, sit there on television and do nothing. Well, again, the place is being torn apart, damage is being done, lives are at risk. And yet, like Kevin McCarthy is on the phone. His friend kept begging him, begging him to call that off, and he wouldn't. His response was, well, I guess the process is like me more than you do. I mean, that, that is disgraceful conduct for a president. It really is. I don't really disagree with a lot of what you're saying. And, uh, you know, I've been very critical of Donald, even when Bernard was alive, God rest his soul, about that day. He was awful. He sat there, you're, and you're right. And, and what really scares me is that I actually think he enjoyed it. He loved the fact those people were out there yelling and screaming his name and doing what they were doing because he's a psychopath. I understand all of that. But for the, uh, at the sake of repetition, that's the guy we need to run this country. Anything short of that just doesn't get it done but, you know, look, if, you're, uh, if you've had enough and you feel like, look, DeSantis has all the right policies with all the, without all that craziness, I understand that. You think right now if Ron DeSantis ran against Donald Trump, he'd win? He might today. But, again, I'm not endorsing DeSantis. I think we should certainly look at him because on paper he has the qualifications. He took Florida from a state where he won it by, like, less than half a point the last time to a 19-point victory. And he did it even after he had signed a uh, restrictive abortion bill, after he had taken on all these powerful forces, including Disney. Uh, and so he's shown at, at, at a state level, which is one of the largest states in the country, that he can manage. And I'm just saying, let's look at him. Maybe, listen, maybe he won't last through a campaign. I mean, there's a lot of good candidates on paper who, you know, once they get hit, as Mike Tyson said, you have a great fight plan. Once you get hit in the mouth, they get hit in the nose, yeah. all like is out the window. So how, how will Ron DeSantis uh, react when he's, you know, he's being attacked? Because I, I, the one thing I agree with, everything they're saying about Donald Trump, they're going to try and say about Ron DeSantis if he emerges as a frontrunner, and how will Ron DeSantis respond to that? Maybe Nikki Haley, maybe Tim Scott, uh, maybe Mike Pompeo. I mean, these are all you know, legitimate candidates. Let's take a look at them. And, and I like to do that, though, before the primaries really start, because you have five people in the primary, then you have some guy win the primary with 24% of the vote. Right, that's true. All right, well, there it is, folks. Pete King's opinion on Donald Trump last night, shared by many that, yes, he was spot on last night. He stayed on message, but very little yeah. trust. He can continue to do that, and he's got two years now before the election. That's an awfully long time for a guy like President Trump who does not have a lot of patience. Well, let me move to um, Mitch McConnell for a second because lots of folks, Peter, believe that Mitch McConnell is the real problem in the Republican Party and not Donald Trump. And I've even heard rumors, or maybe it's more than rumors, that maybe Rick Scott ends up being that guy in, uh, instead of Mitch McConnell. What are your thoughts on McConnell? Is that overstated or is that accurate? No, I have, I've had problems with McConnell. I think I call him the uh, uh, Marie Antoinette of the Senate. That was during <laughs> COVID when he didn't want to give any, any money to New York. I mean, this guy takes care of Kentucky and all the southern states and always try to screw New York. So I'm not a, a fan of Mitch McConnell. 
Having said that, I'm certainly not a fan of Rick Scott. I mean, this guy was over in Italy on a vacation. He's supposed to be you know, the chairman of the Senate campaign committee. And when he's run, he barely wins by, I don't know, like a point or two in his own state. So I'm not a big Scott fan. I don't know who the alternative is uh, to McConnell right now. And McConnell is not my favorite. But uh, I, as opposed to Rick Scott, I, to me, Scott doesn't doesn't show much. And he was the chairman of the Senate campaign committee. And, again, I find understanding is he was on a vacation in Florida this summer. Yeah, he was. He should have been out there working for the candidates. So yeah. uh, to me, a guy like John Thune from South Dakota is a, a classy guy. I work with him in the House. I've seen him in the Senate. But, no, uh, Mitch McConnell adds nothing – to the Republican image. I mean, he looks like, uh, I don't know, a frog or something walking around. You know? just, uh, <laughs> so. What are you doing? You're best Donald Trump right now? Make fun of his last name, like Yunkin? You know, <laughs> now there was a, a rumor, which I've not yet been able to confirm, that last week when Trump went nuts on Yunkin, DeSantis, and a host of others, that he actually called you a loser. Did we confirm that? I saw that in a tweet. I don't know whether he actually said I was, or he was referring to a story in the New York Times. He goes, all, all these people are losers. Now, I don't know whether he actually mentioned me or not, but in the tweets that went out talking about it, they said Trump called uh, King and, uh, <laughs> and others that were in there yeah. uh, uh, losers. So, again, if he did, he's listen, that stuff doesn't bother me. I mean, I even know, listen, I, I grew up in Queens. Uh, when I was uh, face-to-face with Donald Trump, we got along. Uh, we sort of shared a lot of stories together. He was very friendly with my family. I got to say, I, this is not a personal thing, but I, I, no. I, I've been disappointed. That's all, and, that, no. and, and that's really it. Can I switch topics? What is happening with Tom Sullivan? Is the because you know, there's always recounts in these tight elections. I hope he has lawyers. And the way it's supposed to be done is it's supposed to be before the board of elections, and you're supposed to have Republicans and Democrats in equal numbers monitoring each vote that's being recounted and counted. So uh, I assume Tom is doing that, I, and I hope the Queen's Republican. Uh, uh, commissioners on the Board of Elections are supporting him on this. Well, they're not. They're doing nothing. And uh, I did speak to Mark Healy this morning on this program. He's the editor of The Wave. You know that, the paper, yeah. right? And, uh, you know, yesterday, Stacey Amato came out with a statement where she ripped into Tom Sullivan, basically calling him undemocratic, which is amazing. For you folks that don't know, Tom Sullivan is a close family friend of mine, now a friend of Peter King. I've known the Sullivan family for 40 years. All this guy's done is fight wars in Afghanistan, Iraq, Kuwait. He actually took bodies who survived out of the burning buildings, 9-11. And this Stacey Amato, whoever the hell she is, her father's a judge, who cares, was questioning his, his, his allegiance to democracy in Queens yesterday. That's how ugly that's gotten. She sued for a recount. She sued for a recount when she's the one who's finding votes every day. So it looks like on the surface that Tom Sullivan will be another Republican screwed by this fraud. It looks that way, at least. Well, I hope he has lawyers ready to go to court on this, be monitoring this, because we've had that in, in Esau County on both sides where a guy wins or loses by 300 votes, and those recounts can take weeks. It's literally, you go through every voting machine, every absentee ballot, and, of course, now we have the mail-in ballots, which is something new. Uh, so that has to be scrutinized, but you have to have people there at the Board of Elections what, look, you know, looking over their shoulders, fighting over each each ballot, sort of like we saw in Florida back in 2000 with Gore and you know, the guy with the magnifying glass looking at the, uh, <laughs> you know, the ballots. Uh, so listen, Tom, you're right. Tom Sullivan is exactly 
the guy that you want in politics, the guy you want in government. He's almost too, unlike you and me, he's almost too good to be true. 100%. He's really just a, yep, just a solid citizen. You're right, he is. He's a great people. He is. They, the whole family, they're all great people, yes. You know, you mentioned Nassau County, and I spoke at some Republican club last night on the Upper West Side, and some lady said to me, she said, you know, I didn't get the feeling that Lee Zeldin did enough in his own county, in Suffolk County, to amass enough votes, she thought if he did a better job in Suffolk County, he would have won. I cut, I cut her off right away. So listen, this guy ran a great campaign. He could not have done anything better. At the end of the day, the numbers just were against him. But what about her, her contention that uh, maybe Zeldin did not do enough in Suffolk County? In Suffolk County, he won by over 100,000 votes. And that's far more than the, any split between Democrats and Republicans. Lee won 100, over 100,000 votes in, in Suffolk County. Uh, brought in other candidates with him. And then in Nassau County, where there's, a, I think, 100,000 uh, Democratic vote edge, we carry Nassau County by over 50,000, all four members of Congress, for the first time in well over a quarter century from Long Island, from Nassau and Suffolk, are all Republicans. And that's largely uh, because of Lee Zeldin, the campaign that he ran, the people he brought out to vote. So, no, that is just a cheap shot. It's wrong. I mean, Lee, uh, listen, this guy went on. It's easy now to say, oh, you know, Lee ran a good race. He made it close. You go back into the summer, people thought he never chance. He was just out there, in, in, you know, like uh, not being covered by the media. He's out there just plugging, plugging away. He never stopped. And then when it started to get close, then people jumped in, you know, on the bandwagon. But, no, Lee fought a great campaign. And also in Nassau County, just in the uh, Suffolk County, Jesse Garcia is a great county chairman. In Nassau County, Joe Cairo is a great chairman. The vote got out. And, again, I use the example in the, in the district I live in where Anthony D'Esposito was elected. There's 75,000 more Democrats. And yet Anthony D'Esposito won by 11,000, where he was outnumbered by 75,000 votes. In Suffolk County, where Andrew Garbrino's district is mostly there, he won by 20 points. Uh, you had uh, Nicola Loda in uh, uh, at, at the East End taking Lee's district over. He won that by big numbers. Now, that was a really a great concerted effort. And there's a it was a Democratic uh, Senate district that was basically uh, redrawn to make sure the Democrats won. And the candidate only won by 2,000 votes. So we made great efforts. We also knocked off three uh, Democratic state senators in Nassau County. So now this is uh, anyone to me, it's, we start off with one premise. Lee Zeldin ran the greatest campaign any Republican could run. He got more votes than any Republican since Nelson Rockefeller. Yep, that's true. No, he was great. He got total. He got people out there. And remember, in the end, they had to bring in every Democratic heavyweight they could find. They were pulling people out from under the bed or from the closet. You know, Bill Clinton, Hillary Clinton, Joe Biden, uh, uh, Kamala Harris, AOC. They brought everybody in. They had to do that. The last thing they wanted to do was spend all those, using all that firepower in New York, which was supposed to be a 20-point Democratic victory. Instead, Kathy Hochul just really stumbled through to a five-point victory. It was a great, great race by Lee Sullivan. Couldn't agree more. By the way, Healy tells me Keith Sullivan, no relation to Tom, is the GOP rep on the BOE. You can bet he's fighting hard to keep the vote honest. 20 seconds. i got to run, Peter, uh, to wrap it up in a little bowl. You admit that Trump did a good job last night, but he still has not turned you around. Not yet. No, he hasn't. And I don't stab people in the back. I shoot them from the front, except there's a guy like you, because you're big and strong. So if I take you on the front, me eyes. I'll have a hammer or something, you know? Oh, you're great. I can't wait to have dinner with you and Roe on Tuesday night. You're a wonderful guest great. and even better friend. Thank you so much, Peter. You're the best. Thank you, Sid. Bye. The great Pete King right here.